1: Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rosbogel, your host, and this is episode 247. And of course, the Live and Lead for Impact podcast is an important piece of the Impact Academy. And if you're not already a member, you can find that by going to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. Feel free to peruse the many digital resources uh, for two weeks free, and then you can choose to uh, continue, which I hope you will. You also get time with me at every other week where we do group coaching and strategy sessions. So you can either hop in with your own question or listen to learn. So I look forward to connecting and really locking arms with you there. And now I'd love to introduce today's guest. His name is Misha Rubin. He's a career educator, mastermind of the Career Leap Method, and my current podcast guest. So until recently, Misha was a partner at a big four management consulting firm where he spent 15 fruitful years. He managed over a hundred million, dollars worth of projects, advised countless number of clients, and guided hundreds of careers. His corporate experience, personal quest for meaning and fulfillment, and rigorous study birthed the Career Leap Method, a pragmatic, elevating, and actionable process designed for people to obtain clarity about their next career moves. So welcome, Misha. I'm really excited to to learn more about your business because this is so important when people want to really make their impact in the world.
0: Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. It's been a fascinating journey for me, my personal journey, and also me working with other people of how to transform their career. Uh, so I'm happy to share everything I know and answer your questions.
1: Great. So tell me a little bit about uh, your program. What does it help people do and uh, what's the impact that you're working to make through the work that you're doing?
0: Great. So i work I work with um, mid-career professionals. I work with executives. I work with leaders and entrepreneurs. I work with this group that I call RTRs, retire without retirement, right? So these people that are either on a crossroad, what's to do next, or people that are unfulfilled or done with their current phase of career and if they looking to find so what's next for me where do i make most impact where can i make a difference where can i apply the gifts that i have in uh, in a way that it's meaningful and fulfilling in a way that it works for our lives right that's all are important things for us so through my personal quest um because listen i i spent over 20 years in corporate america and um through also being a partner at one of the big four consulting firms where I guided a lot of careers and through a lot of learning and studying, I developed what I call the career leap method. Which is a guided process of how to discover and pursue your next step. And what I really discovered that in our society, while we are taught about we are taught about a lot of things, right, in our lifetime. Nobody really teaches us how to steer our careers. What what are the criteria? How do we discover them? How do we know that we're making the right step? How do we know that we going to work in the right company in right organization with the right leaders? How do we know that we're picking the right major in college? You know, all these questions kind of really, there is no systematic way of thinking about them in our society. So that's what I'm here to bring. So my method consists of three pieces. The first one is really around discovery part and discovery is. So the way I would think about it, knowing what to do in life is a function of knowing who you are, right? So knowing what to do in life is a function of knowing who you are. And a lot of mid-career professional leaders, they actually have a lot of data points about who they are, but they not articulated in a criteria in a way that it can be used in a systematic way to evaluate their career options. That's why a lot of people give up (laughs) about their career change way before, because they don't even know what is available to them, and they don't know how to examine all the options that they have. Does it make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, uh, yeah, like I said, this is really important work. I One, I think that, and I'm sure you'll agree, a lot of people do what I call the lazy river way of doing life. Um, You know, we bump along and, you know, an opportunity is presented in front of us and we think, yeah, you know, I'll just grab that. Or we have a person in our life who says you should do this or you have to do this. And so that kind of drives our life versus being really intentional to do that self-exploration work. Another thing I think that can drive us and tell me how often you've seen this is, is fear and you know, you find that a client or, you know, someone in their career, they know what they don't want. And so they just want to leave it, you know, but I always, the visual I always get is someone just running away willy nilly, but what are you working, moving powerfully towards? And that's what's required to really take those intentional next steps. And it sounds like that's absolutely what your method helps them do.
0: Well, exactly. so one of the things that you talked about, I I say there are two big career traps that people fall into. One of them is I call it skills and experience trap where you know a traditional way to look for a job you update your resume with your skills and experience and you reach out maybe to your contacts in the in- industry and that or you go online and you look for jobs that match that skills and experience and most likely what will happen you will find another version of a job that you already have right because right. and if skills and experience didn't bring you meaning and fulfillment <laughs> at this point it's unlikely that it will happen and i would say if you look around How many people you know that have great skills and great experiences and can't stand their jobs, right? So that's one Mm -hmm. very common trap. But another one I think that you nailed, I call it an opportunity trap. This is when somebody calls you and says, hey, there is an opportunity here. And that opportunity usually has more of something that you want, more money, more responsibility, maybe more knowledge, maybe more flexibility, I don't know, more of something. And it seems like it's better than what you have. And then if you took a few leaps like that, a few moves, these opportunity moves, And then you're like, how have I even ended up here? I never really wanted to do this, right? So if you don't have a good way to curate your opportunities, then they can take you on the roads you don't want to take and take you places where you don't want to be. So that's basically where what I teach people and one of the principal concepts of my education is there is a unique career criteria, which is a set of um Uh, qualities, ways of being, maybe some preferences about you. And if you actually know what they are, that gives you an opportunity to examine what are the options. And then another thing that you talked about, the fear, and the thing is that there, I would say there are many different fears <laughs> yeah. uh, and one fear that typically I think that people look and and, and 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 they think, what could I do? And then they have like a few ideas about what could they do. And then they often, not always, but, you know, they say, well, all the things that I like doing, they wouldn't bring me money, you know? And then they pretty much give up at that point because there is this fear of, uh, so a lot of that fear comes with lack of education of how to examine things, right? Now, so when I work with my students and they actually start examining things, there still could be fear left. You know, there's some of the leaps they come up could really, but it's a different fear than when you sit and that like, I have even know what I should be doing. That That's kind of a different fear. It's kind of paralyzing. It sometimes feels people stuck for years. Yeah.
1: Well, and if you can, you know, I always call that that generic fear. Like I just have this swirling like, feeling of unease or uncertainty and if you sit in that, it's hard to get in action because you don't even really aren't really personally aware what is causing it. <laughs> so exactly. it's really first about naming the fear. And I, as you were talking, well, one is you were talking about people who get boxed in. I was totally visualizing a professional in just this tiny little box where they've kind of boxed themselves in like you said they update the resume with what they've already been doing because they think oh well this is the path i'm on but yeah that next thing's going to be too much the same and and it's going to be probably about as fulfilling as the current thing you've been doing uh but i i also you know fear of missing out. Like what if I leave where I am and then it gets really good or they do that merger or there would be opportunity that they keep kind of talking about, but hasn't happened (laughs) or the fear of uh, the what ifing, like what if this happens? What if that happens? What might others think? Oh my goodness. There's so many fears that can, that can box us in. And yeah, if you're not like specific about again, what the fear is and then what's the action you want to take, it's really hard to be tenacious and make a jump. Our leap. I should call it a leap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think what makes it more fear scary, you know, and then all these fears come into play where you don't have a good path of exploration. And then, you know, so everything if you don't have a systematic way of looking at things and examining them, they seem much scarier than they are. You know, because there's all these things that you don't know that you don't know. And they keep you like And then all these fears come up. But what I try to bring people is really actual practical, pragmatic tools that if they have a good criteria to evaluate things, if they have a systematic approach of developing their career leap map, which is what I call a list of ideas of where and what they can do. If they have a tool, so how do I evaluate all these different opportunities? So I don't make the mistakes that I already made in the past, or I don't end up and maybe the the career could be great but you just don't want to be in the same place where you are now so i think if you have these very practical tools then you can deal with with some of these fears actually just really unreal they're not really based on anything they just really based on not having enough information and tools to deal with the world then I think you can still end up with some fear, but that's the fear that you probably can manage and you can make decisions about.
1: Well, and I don't think a human—I don't think we're able to make any kind of change without some kind of, you know, that amygdala, that little lizard brain in our mind, uh, really likes to keep us one, you know, one hundred percent stuck. <laughs> So I don't yes. know if, you know, I don't think it's possible for us to move, uh, any direction good or bad without that, that little well-intended, uh, piece of our brain, uh, kind of popping off with alerts, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but with the tenacity and, and focus, now we mm-hmm. can move through that and not the, the, mm-hmm. let that little lizard brain stop us. So yeah. tell me, um, what are you, you said that your own journey really motivated you to start, uh, to start doing this work, what, what personal experiences uh, most motivated you to make this unique impact?
0: So, you know, if I, you know, when I started my career, I started by jumping from job to job every two years, hoping that my next one will be like, what I'm really looking for. So I tried that and then I took a year off to discover my passion and I had a great time. I didn't discover anything. (laughs) And then I tried to follow a more traditional route of let me stay with one company for a long time. And I stayed with uh, the big four consultancy for 15 years. Let me try to grow and be successful. And throughout all my career, it felt like with every job, it felt like this is just not it. And I really didn't know what was it. And even when I became a partner in in my firm, which was, you know, a big accomplishment and very celebrated and looked really good and was like a great trophy and I was more successful than I could ever imagine as an immigrant coming to the United States. You know, I still had that feeling that I was wasting my life away, that I'm not doing something important, something that I'm here to do. And... You know, and I remember there was this particular meeting that I was sitting in where we were creating the next service offering for large banks, our clients, and I was sitting there and I had this, like my quiet voice tell me very loudly, (laughs) this is not aligned with who you are anymore. And it truly was like a moment of choice for me that I see what, what I saw that with all my success and, you know, money that I was making and comfort that I had, and, and I would put comfort probably in in quotation mark because there was a lot of discomfort also i felt like at some point i was paying for it with my with my soul with my soul currency. And I really had to choose. And it was very terrifying because I really didn't have all the clarity about exactly what I should be doing with my life. I, you know, I'm a breadwinner in my family. I have three small children. So it was a big decision for my family, but I just knew I had to go and explore. And 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 I started a few educational companies first. And then one morning I woke up and suddenly I knew exactly why I didn't experience that meaning and in my job. Like I knew like I had language for it. I could explain it. I could describe it. And that became the beginning of the career leap method. And then, you know, since then I've been teaching and as the more, I work with people, the more I teach, the more I was, my method was evolving and I was adding more pieces and moving pieces around. And right now it's, it's a mature, it's a mature program. It's a mature method. And, um, and right now I do the work that's aligned with my values built on my strengths and all my talents that I have. It's, uh, works for my family and for my life. So I think it's been a long journey.
1: That's awesome. I, um, I'm so excited for you. I celebrate with you Absolutely. And how wonderful that you're helping other people do the same. So as you think back to all the people that you've helped uh, move through this program, uh, pick one and tell, tell all the listeners, um, what is it about the specific impact that you help make this person uh, create in their own lives that really fuels your passion?
0: Awesome. So I could give a few examples of my students, but So one person that comes to my mind is my student, Rebecca, she, you know, she was a nurse for 30 years and she came to me and she said, Misha, I'm done being a nurse, but I really not clear like what I should be doing. There's so many options. Right. And, um, yeah, so we did the whole work. We defined her unique career criteria. She examined a lot of different careers and then she ended up, I want to be a holistic health coach. And, you know, that's that's an example. You know, another example, another student of mine, Anna, came to me. She She's an architect and she said, Misha, it's impossible to be a woman in an architectural field. You know, she worked for this kind of old school architectural firm, you um, and she felt it was impossible for a woman to grow there and, 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 and succeed there. So we did all the work and we started examining different industries. And then she's like, you know, Misha, now that I have my unique career criteria, I remembered why I picked architecture as my field in the first place. And I don't want to leave architecture. So we looked at all other options that all other opportunities that exist in architectural field. Yeah. So she actually ended up staying in architecture. So that was kind of unexpected outcome. I have people starting businesses. One of my students, um, you know, we did such a talented, brilliant guy who had, a degree in pharmacology and had his own building company and really was like just you know sometimes people have all these talents and they really confuse what they should be doing with with life and then we got to that all he wanted to do is to have his organic farm and he loved the land and and growing plants and vegetables and what he wanted really to do is to teach his community how to do sustainable farming so yeah. So it's really kind of discovering there is no mystery in what I do. What, what I'm doing is not something metaphysical. What I got to is that I can actually get people to articulate who they are in a way that they can use it in their discovery on what they should do, you know, and that's basically the the fundamental part of the method.
1: So tell me, uh, you know, everyone who's working to make an impact in the world certainly runs up against roadblocks, trips up, trip ups, challenges. And so uh, share with our listeners, how do you stay motivated and moving during tough times?
0: Well, for me personally, you know, I spent many years, doing work when I was waking up, it's like, why I'm doing this, you know? So right now, what I really feel great about when I wake up in the morning, when I'm talking to you on the podcast, right, and talking to your listeners, or when I am um, teaching my students, or I am writing, or I'm even developing my marketing materials, and you know, the thing is, I'm very rooted into my why, you know, I'm very clear why I'm doing that. So that really helps me. I think that just being clear about my purpose, and at least for now, is 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 definitely incredibly motivating for me. The second thing I I am um, actually currently reading this amazing book, uh, Tiny Habits. I don't know whether you've heard about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I actually over life I developed a lot of little habits that help me staying motivated, you know, I remind myself about my values and who I am, I have all these little notes and I educate myself a lot. So I read a lot and I listen a lot and I participate in different programs. Um, I also developed and that's one of the things that I teach my students in my program, I developed what I call a board of supporters, which is a group of people that we support each other through our life through different phases of it through different aspects of it, whether whether it's business, whether it's parenting, which been I know a lot of people have been challenged with parenting over the past, you know, year and a half. So I have this really great network of people that I talk to on a regular basis that uh, brings me perspective and reminds me about who I am. So. Hmm. And I have very supportive family, you know, (laughs) with with everything I do. So I would say that these are my secrets.
1: That's great. Yeah. I call those people trusted advisors and boy, do you again, intentional. You need to be very intentional about how you choose those people. Uh, Lots of people like to speak into our lives and have opinions, but you really want to minimize the number of people that get that uh, coveted spot in your life for sure. Right. Uh, Tell me uh, what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their impact?
0: So, this is what i usually compare and i think you touched a little bit a bit about with so as humans uh the way our brain works right and the way our fears work if if somebody if you feel stuck right like you want to do something next or you want to make certain impact but you don't know how to do it and you've been stuck for some time this is so this is my advice listen up because this is what i realized if you just take one little action here and one little action there and wait and see the thing is that our swamp of the status quo has a lot of power so just by taking little actions here and there and consistently what i realized for myself also it's very hard to get out of the swamp now what i usually recommend to if you really feel stuck create like a marathon Create, have an idea for a dozen of actions that you take in a short period of time to get and and create a little momentum about this thing that you're trying to solve. And that that's that that's my advice. Don't just look and take it slow and easy. You know, maybe prepare and then take this massive effort to get yourself out of. This stuckness.
1: That's great. Absolutely. I like how you call it the swamp. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, you have shared such great information and I love the work that you're doing. I love the intentionality of helping people really get clear and, uh, and focused on next steps so that they're, you know, really driving decisions in their own life based on their strengths and passions versus, you know, letting life just kind of bump them along. So I appreciate that so much. And if you want to connect with Misha, you can find more about him and links to his work by going to MishaRubin.com. That's misha dot com, And as always, you can find information about Misha and these links by going to today's show notes, which you'll find at defeatthedrama.com. Click on the podcast tab and go to episode 247. As always, thanks so much for the impact that you are making in the world. Uh the world is waiting. So get out there and uh bust through the roadblocks and make it happen. And if you do need any additional support in building a high performing team leading, uh, getting over your own kind of stay stuck places, please check out My Impact Academy, which you can find at myimpactacademy.com forward slash join for a two week trial. Uh, Check out all the online resources and spend some virtual video time uh, with me as well. So thanks so much for listening and make it a great day.
0: Thank you.